0: What I wish someone had told me about church planting or replanting on this episode of ReChurch. Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. We have today in our episode of ReChurch, Matt and Amy Fagan. Matt and Amy, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. This is really ReChurch on the road again. We're in New England where Matt and Amy have been um, co-laboring together to plant Heritage Baptist Church in Windham, New Hampshire. So again, I thank you all for uh, being with us. And really what we want to talk about today would be church planting, church replanting. What you wish someone had told you 17 years ago. Uh, So, Matt, just tell us a little bit about uh, your background, and then I'll ask Amy to talk a little bit about the family, and then we'll talk about the church plant. So tell our listeners uh, a little bit about your background. Sure.
1: I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado, out west, actually. Came to Christ as a young man in a church out there. My parents attended a church that was planted in the area of Denver, Colorado. Uh, I think all the way back then, the Lord started working that burden in my heart for church planting. I've always thought if the Lord would use me uh, to reach one family the way that the Lord used another man, a church planter, to reach my family, my life would be well spent. So the Lord put that on my heart early on. From there I went to to college, studied Bible in college, went to seminary, and always had this trajectory towards church planting. And uh, the Lord brought along uh, the wife that I certainly needed as a helpmate uh, to help me in that endeavor. And in 2001... We packed up our things and left the South and came to New England and started Heritage Baptist Church. That
0: was 17 years ago. All right, so Amy, fast forward 17 years, so tell us your family makeup now.
2: Okay. So Josiah is 17. He was about 10 weeks old when we left and started up here. And uh, Caleb is 15 and Catherine is 13. Wow. So we have five of us.
0: All right. So 17 years later. Mm -hmm. All right. So Matt, let me ask you the obvious. What was easy that you thought would be hard? Okay, so as you're talking to church planters, maybe a year in, two years in, Mm -hmm. what came easier than you thought would uh, when you really thought something would be hard? Probably the thing that was easy
1: that I thought would be hard was, um, it's odd to say, but it's um, outreach by word of mouth. You know, you're so focused on all right. Let's get pamphlets in the mail. Let's blitz the neighborhood. Let's get back then. We didn't have a website, you know, so it was it was that kind of thing. I'd go out and meet people in the community, but really, the Lord brought in people through people we had, and then word of mouth that way that just spread, um, which I thought was unusual. But I think if you're not doing the other things, if you're not active and, and trying to get the word out, I don't think the other happens. So Winham, how
0: far from Boston? So we're 30 miles north of Boston. And from Manchester, New and we Hampshire. We are 15 miles from Manchester. All right. So the greater Windham area mm-hmm. that you minister, how many? about how many people, this so yeah. our audience will know?
1: Well, within uh, seven miles of the church, is about 114,000 people.
0: Okay, you got that. All right, so that was easy for you, reaching... One hand by word of mouth, all right, Amy, what was something that was easier as a wife and mother of a very, very young family?
2: I never really anticipated what it was going to be like I was just I just had a baby, and he had just graduated from seminary, and we were moving, so I never really had in my mind what it was going to be like as far as anything to plan on for difficulties or not. But um, I was just very thankful for how the Lord just went before us in so many ways that He made it easy and didn't make it seem hard without me even ever worrying about the hard. He took care of it before I even had the fear of the hardship.
0: Good. So, Mm -hmm. All right, so let's reverse it, okay? Mm -hmm. So, Matt, what was it? And then, Amy, I'll come back to you. So what was it that turned out, oh, this is hard, this is difficult, And it really kind of just came at you from left field or whatever. You didn't expect this part of church planting or any time to replant a church to be difficult. Matt, what advice would you give? So a couple
1: things there. One is kind of mundane and and, uh, practical. It was very hard dealing with a a rental facility and where to begin. Hmm. Um, Just Where did you you begin? We began in a middle school. In Salem, the town just the south of us. And um, the hardness of it was getting into the school, for one thing, they were very suspicious and being able to rent that facility. It was the only thing that was uh, affordable for us, really. The other thing was just the constant setup and takedown. You know, you're going to worship on the Lord's Day. And my mind is swirling with, man, are those chairs going to be upright? Uh, man, is the piano going to work today? You know, what's the bathroom going to be like? And so you just don't think about all of those things. But that's something that really affects my own spirit coming into that service. And of course, you want to be presentable to your community. And uh, that was really just a, a big headache early on that I didn't anticipate that took a lot of energy and effort. And it was every week. Oh, it's every week. Not a week yeah. off. Every Sunday. Oh, came every
0: Sunday, set <laughs> up, take mm-hmm. down, make sure it's presentable.
1: I have a whole new appreciation for the Levites in the wilderness. I'm <laughs> telling it. and it's like, oh. Yeah, so that, that's just distracting. It's one of those things. That, and we have people helping us, you know, but, but you're the pastor. You want it to be right. You want it to be presentable. So, so that just took a lot of energy into that. Oh, so
0: was it the constant pressure or just not knowing what to expect when you got to the school, or both? or
1: I think it was every, every Sunday when I arrived at the school, something else would happen mm-hmm. to the point where in my heart before I go, I would say, Lord, I know something's going to happen that I didn't expect that we have to prepare for, so just help me to look beyond it. Because you got to focus on <laughs> the spiritual.
0: you prepared <clears throat> your heart <throat> to preach, to teach, possibly new people coming in, new community, possibly mm-hmm. unsaved. Mm -hmm. You know, people really don't know what biblical Christianity is about. So you got that pressure on Mm -hmm. top of the facility, the rent. Uh, I mean, not the rental amount, but just the unknown. Exactly. And I really feel like it was one
1: way that, you know, Satan was really trying to distract from what was really Mm -hmm. important. And, And really, even in my bent, kind of pulled me that way because I like things right. You know, I want it to look right. I want it to be right. And I really had to wrestle with that early on and say, you know what? Some things just got to go, and I just really need to focus on what God has me to do. So,
0: For our listeners who, and most of them have never been in your church, but your church is immaculate. It's a great, you know, the interior is spotless. Everything is neat and clean, so it reflects your leadership. So was there ever a point in a rented facility where you could get, I mean, any advice? What would you say to a church planter who's battling this? <coughs> Same thing you did Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You're trying to pray up. You're trying to meditate on that sermon. But yet you're thinking, mm-hmm. what am I going to face? Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: I think you just have to give it to the Lord. You just have to say that there's always something that's going to be distracting or try to pull at your attention. So you got to keep the main thing the main thing.
0: So you just anticipate something going wrong, right? I just, every morning, I would say. "Amy, you, yeah." One,
2: one Sunday, we had flies because we met in the cafeteria, and there were flies everywhere. So one of the men... Um, Put some fly tape right off the pulpit. So you had this fly tape and all these flies going and getting stuck, right? And he It's like did, a show, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a secondary show here, that, right? So that was just so not like him, but yeah. he was able to focus. And it was just little things like that. that but we, today we, we can look back, back
0: We oh, can look yeah. back and encourage others through it, right? <laughs> That's
1: right. Those things happen, you know, and you just roll with it and say, well, in spite of me and in spite of all of this, you know, the Lord's doing something. It's the
0: so, Lord doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Amy, what about you? What was What were those moments of fatigue of uh, hardship
2: i think the immediate hardship was the maybe the lack of fellowship and the loneliness because as we moved here a lot of the pastors in the area would uh, want to take him to lunch and want to show him the area and we had just been down at college uh, with so many friends and mentors and i think going for a long time and then going from that to being a new mom in in going from having people who I could look to and watch to now being the one that was watched. I think that was a hard adjustment for me. Just yeah, I just don't want to get too
0: day. personal here, but how old were you? So our listeners to know at that time um, you I were... I was 30,
2: 29.
0: So 29 to 30. Mm-hmm. Okay, that helps our listeners then, understand that so I was that, older that in the fact
2: of having children or, you know, than a lot of people start out. But I was very immature in that way because I had never really...
0: Right, so can we just expand on that a little bit? Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of ladies, pastors, wives, especially in a church plant revitalization where your husband is the only staff person
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's putting all his efforts as much as he can to the church, he's not neglecting the family, mm-hmm. but I know they're lonely hours mm-hmm. for the wife. So how would you encourage ladies listening to this whose husbands may be in that position and they find themselves exactly where you are.
2: I think. Um, exactly where
0: you were, not where I, you are. Right. Okay. I
2: think a big thing was we just served together. And so, and I'm, I tend to be more of a doer, which had its own problems. <laughs> but um, we would set up together, or we would, uh, but I basically took care of Josiah during the week and um, helped him, like Matt would do the paperwork and stuff. But on Sundays, um, I was right in there doing things with Josiah on my hip. Or
0: What about during the week, though, <clears throat> when you were home?
2: During the week, I did have my sister here, so that was helpful. They came to help us church plant, so that was helpful. But it was mainly just caring for my home and um, being there if Matt needed me to do anything.
0: So your core, Matt, go back now, your core, was this a daughter church plant? I know I you went out from under... GFA, which is the mission board that sponsors this podcast, so they helped you financially. Yes. But was there um, a, a church that you had a mentor at close by or yeah, so expand I, on that? Yes, so I had uh,
1: been an intern for three summers at the Trinity Baptist in Concord. Which um, is how far away? That's 40 minutes from but here. But totally
0: the New England culture,
1: right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, 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 so three summers you were an yeah, intern. Yeah, so that's okay. how I got to know New England and yeah. the, the needs of New England. And so that was technically our sending church, and they had uh, actually one family, two families, that were coming from our area down here and making the drive up there to the to the church. And those two families uh, started with us and helped us out. So we also had support from other New England churches, missionary support. We did a little deputation, you could call it, in the two or three months before we moved here. And I gathered some more uh, support that way. But most of it was, you know,
0: support and mentoring from... Uh, from Trinity and Concord. All right, two more questions I want you to address. Number one, Matt, I want you to talk to us about maybe the first series of messages that if you had to preach them again Mm -hmm. to as you're launching a church plant or replant, revitalization, what you've really found. I've Mm -hmm. heard you preach, you're an expositor. Mm -hmm. So you exposit the word, you teach that way. Mm -hmm. And then Amy, I want to come back to you and just talk about the impact of church planting. 17 years later, how have you seen that impact upon your family? Okay, so Matt, let's talk about preaching. Okay. Okay. I know you love to preach, uh, yeah, so um, retrospect. So if I had to do it over yeah, if again. if you had to do it over again, yeah, where would you start? Yeah,
1: yeah, I would preach through the book of Ephesians. Okay, um, why? Right off the bat, yep. because it is the book that tells us about the church, and that the church is God's idea. And I don't think people understand that. You know, in our consumer society, it's, well, if this church has what I like, then you know, or, or they're tied to some other religious organization that maybe isn't local church. And I think I would really emphasize the fact that the church is God's idea. It's for God's glory. And here's how we glorify God in something as simple as 13 people meeting in a cafeteria mm-hmm. in the middle school. With the paper beside <laughs> you know, the pulpit. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it oftentimes looks very simple, mm-hmm. uh, but that's what gives God glory. I would go back through that. And then, you know, when you get to the end of Ephesians, there's just so much practical instruction that's going to hit people right where they live. And it's living out the gospel together in a community. I have preached through Ephesians since I've been here. I wish I'd started earlier. Okay. Um, But I I would start there just so that everyone is with you. Uh, I I would do something, though, that I did to begin with. When I started, uh, my first you know, month, month and a half, were just really evangelistic messages. I didn't know... All the people that I had with me, we had visitors every week, and I wanted to make sure that the gospel was going forth every week. And not that it doesn't now, but but that was the the main
0: emphasis. Because you're in a largely unchurched, unsaved area. Yes. So anyone coming in, that's a high percentage. They don't know the Lord. Absolutely. And again, I've seen your church makeup, and it's mm-hmm. great to talk to those that have come to Christ here and just rejoicing. Mm-hmm. In fact, God called y'all here, and mm-hmm. again, uh, I've had that privilege of hearing those testimonies, mm-hmm. so it's wonderful to hear that. Okay, Amy, talk to us 17 years later. Uh, if you were talking to um, a mother, uh, a wife, you could say these are the great impacts upon our life of answering God's call as a church planter, or replant, or revitalization. How have you seen that impact your family?
2: Well, I was thinking that it was, um, has been a, a privilege that our kids have grown up in a church planting family. Mm-hmm. And that our life um, isn't, church isn't something we just do on Sundays or Wednesdays, but it is, it is our life. Mm-hmm. And our kids have been reared serving in the church. And it's not something where we expect the church to be a blessing to us, but they have been reared living the servant life and I think that that has been the best impact on them to get involved with us and it's not something that we do just a few hours out of the week they they set up they clean up they do a lot and I think that that has been a huge blessing for their character and they've not always enjoyed it but um, I feel like it is our life and it's not something that is added to but they've grown up serving and we've really tried to put forth that philippians 2 mentality with them is that to be christ-like we are to be humble and serve and um, i feel like it's been a great blessing and and great character builder for them to have the privilege of living in a a family of a church planner
0: it's great to hear that and again i'm marshall fant with gfa missions i'm interviewing matt And Amy Fagan with Heritage Baptist Church in Windham, New Hampshire. So Amy, let me ask you this. I mean, and Matt, please comment as well. Again, I've been around your family. I've been around your church uh, long enough to see your children have drawn other young families with like-mindedness. Is that, wouldn't you agree with that? So I think that your age, when you planted Heritage Baptist Church, y'all were the prime age. Because you had young children and you're going to draw families. Would you agree with that? Comment on that? Hmm. What there was a
2: time, what was the age? We had how many kids from fifth grade and under? Yeah,
0: there was a time where half of our church was fifth grade and under. Which were the age of your children? <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Right. So you, you can tell young men, hey, this is a great time mm-hmm. to be doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any other comments about the impact on your family? I know there's certain stresses we all deal with. Yeah. But I want to encourage uh, other young families to consider what y'all have done in a pattern. Matt, if a young church planter is struggling, would you give him your email address now? Yeah, my email
1: is uh, rev, like reverend, uh, mpf, like Matthew Paul Fagan, at gmail.com. All right, say it again.
0: R E V M pf at gmail.com great and of course uh any of our audience can also email me mfant m-f-a-n-t we have the same initials mf so mfant at org. and ladies if you'd like to get in touch with, with amy you can email matt and he can give you uh, her contact information so you could talk to her as well all right closing comments anything um Churches need in New England, yes or no? Absolutely. So Absolutely. if a church planner has a burden for New England, he can yeah. come visit you. Absolutely. Let we'll you talk you to him. Oh, we can. Yep, and, and all the churches here. Amy, last advice to ladies, pastors, wives, struggling at home, wondering where the fellowship is, where, you know, any last words here?
2: I think really just getting in your word and finding your your happiness and your... Uh, who you are in in the lord and and depending on him because the church is going to make mistakes your husband's going to make mistakes and oh, can you say that again <laughs> yeah yep, no, that was, that, no that was that was the first thing that that uh-huh. that was probably um, I never for 3 years when we were married then we had Josiah. we never really had any anything where I would even wonder if he'd made the right decision or it was very easy but once the church started, that's where I, I really had to realize I had to trust God and mm. not just put my trust in Matt, but that I did have to trust Matt, and he is the gift to the church, and um, just just leave it at that. So just finding your identity and in, in who you are in Christ and not yourself or your husband. You know, <laughs>
0: again, I, I appreciate you, because know, you all are a team. Mm. I mean, it's very obvious that Matt and Amy, you're a team pleasing God together with your children as well. But I think it's so important to understand, and again, for our listeners, I know Matt very well. I'm sure that if Amy sat down and talked to Matt, he would listen. I think it's important we as pastors listen to our wives to understand they see things we don't. And uh, it is a team. Um, I'm sure your prayer life was never like it was during those days and that did not I me mean, right and that just yeah. built for a vibrant prayer right. life mm-hmm. today yeah. and the struggles never stop every church in every season has challenges I know right now mm-hmm. you're out of space you have no mm-hmm. more space here you're trying to do a building program and and somehow find a space to put people right so mm-hmm. I mean every season of ministry has different pressures mm-hmm. So again, today, I want to thank GFA Missions for sponsoring this Mm. podcast. Again, Matt and Amy went out uh, financially supported through GFA's church planting program. Uh, Sarah Hartwig is back in the office who will tweak our our conversation here. Sarah, thank you for your ministry to all of us uh, through the podcast. But again, uh, Matt and Amy Fagan, Heritage Baptist Church, Windham, New Hampshire. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. It's our pleasure. You're listening to ReChurch a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.